Welcome back. What up, what up, what up? It's AWOD here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, our buddy Sam Fortier of the Washington Post had an interesting article about the Commanders game against the Cardinals. He says, it's by far the most winnable game. Arizona's new regime is tearing down the roster by trading away key pieces and cutting quarterback Colt McCoy who was the presumed starter without Kyler Murray out with a torn ACL. The Cardinals have a new head coach and first-time offensive coordinator and will probably start journeyman quarterback Josh Dobbs, who they just traded for on August 24th. Washington was favored by eight points before Arizona cut McCoy, according to Unpredictable, and should become a steeper favorite. I do agree. It is by far the most winnable game on the schedule this season. That's the lead story on the Richmond Commander. All right, so this is a Washington team that in 2022 went 8-8-1. Eight, 8-8-1. Eight, and one. Eight, eight, and one. The additions they made in the offseason, the biggest one I keep pointing out, new offense coordinator, assistant coach, Eric Bieniemy. You now have a new quarterback in Sam Howell who did play one game last year. You have health on the defensive side of the ball. You have health on the offensive side of the ball with Brian Robinson Jr. not being shot this offseason. Simple as that. The man was bulletproof last year. Well, now he's going to be at 100%. The Sports Junkies discussed the floor and the ceiling for the Commanders this morning. I'll tell you what you said, they said, and then give you guys my take on the floor and the ceiling. The floor being, obviously, worst-case scenario. The ceiling being just a perfect season for the Commanders. So, uh, number one, the Junkies said... My floor is way lower. The Cardinals season were four and thirteen. The Bears were three and four. Three and fourteen with a lot of optimism with Justin Fields. If Sam Howell is a bust, we've seen it go spectacularly bad in last season of a coach, and it could go south quick. I think their floor is four wins. Cakes went on to say he thinks the floor is six. Bish agreed with six, and they went on to say that the ceiling would be nine or ten games. So I do think they're onto something with the floor. Obviously, if it goes south, Ron Rivera is going to be the first guy fired. Ron Rivera is predicted to be one of the first coaches fired this season. If this team at any point, I told you guys, gets a ninth loss, a ninth loss, I believe Ron Rivera is fired. So basically, what I'm saying is he can't be eight and nine. He was eight and one, eight eight and one last year. He's got to find a way to improve off that if he wants to keep his job. So, ceiling, I'm going to say ceiling would be 11 wins with this team. Everything goes right. Sam Howe looks the part. Terry McLaurin's healthy. Brian Robinson Jr. and Antonio Gibson are stars. Uh, they combined to rush for over 1,000 yards and catch, fi- um, catch for 500 yards. Defense is elite. Chase Young shows up. Oh, Chase Young's hurt. Doesn't matter. Chase Young shows up and has, uh, you know, seven or eight sacks. Montez Sweat. Builds off of his 28 quarterback hits last year, which was top five, and gets eight or nine sacks. If the defense is elite, getting turnovers, offense can move the ball with the running game, and Sam Howell can find his weapons, I do think the ceiling is 11 wins. 11 and 6. But there's also a chance for the floor. There's a chance that Ron Rivera gets fired. There's a chance that Sam Howell is benched for bad performance. There's a chance Jacoby Brissett isn't very good either. I think the floor for this team, though is still six wins. I just don't see how they make so many additions in this offseason. The offense is more creative. 
and the offensive line, they added two guys in the offseason, they added two guys in the draft, should be decent, should be at least as good as it was last season, even though it wasn't great. And the team went 8-8-1. So two steps back would be six losses. 6-11 is my floor. I don't see them getting worse than that. You know, we look around the NFL. I did my predictions. Cardinals 3-14. and 14, Like, I think the Rams are going to struggle. The Bucks might not be good. All of those teams don't have the weapons that Washington has. And I think when you just look at the weapons, you have to say the floor has to be at least six games. And when you go through the schedule, it is the easiest week one game in the entire National Football League in the Arizona Cardinals and them starting quarterback Josh Dobbs. After that, it's a pretty good Road test against the Denver Broncos. I don't think you want Denver in the second half of the season when Sean Payton is able to resurrect Russell Wilson's career. But week two, after a disastrous first year in Denver, maybe you can steal a win on the road. Buffalo, I want them at the beginning of the season. I don't want them at the end of this season. And then you got Philadelphia week four on the road. We already won that game last year on the road. And so one of my favorite things about the schedule is I think – the way that you play the teams early gives you a chance to make a run towards the final few games of the season, all right? Let's start with Week 11, November 19th, against the Giants. That was a turning point game last year when you tied the G-Men. If it's a win this year, Week 11, then you have some momentum for Thanksgiving against the Dallas Cowboys. And then you have the Miami Dolphins at home at the LA Rams. That's a win streak right there for Washington. I think you can beat Giants, Cowboys on Thanksgiving, Dolphins at home, and at the Rams. Before week 16, you travel to face off against the New York Jets. That could be an interesting game by that point. Either that team's star-studded or Aaron Rodgers is pissed off because they're not winning at all. Week 17 against the 49ers. And then, of course, we know the Commanders close their season at home against the Dallas Cowboys. And that could be a win-and-you're-in situation right there. I have. I just have this feeling. We've seen it before over the last 20 years, three or four times. We face off against the Cowboys, final week of the season, and the winner is represented by the NFC East in the postseason. So Dallas and the NFL love scheduling Dallas against Washington late in the season. I actually love it this year because I think that by that point, Dak Prescott might be not uh, the backup quarterback. Mike McCarthy might be out of a job. Micah Parsons. Uh, might be trying a new position, you know, because he's just so upset that he's not leading the league in, in sacks. And um, I think there's going to be dysfunction in Dallas. And, look, if there's Cowboys fans listening and you think I'm wrong, you can chime in. 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. NFL Network had a good discussion this morning about who they believe will make it into the postseason, and, and Jamie Erdahl, so she replaced Kay Adams. We all know I love Kay Adams, probably because her last name's Adams, but also she is awesome talking NFL, and she actually came to the commander's training camp. Well, she no longer works for NFL Network. They replaced her with Jamie Erdahl. Well, take a listen to this. I am now all in on Jamie Erdahl. Roll the clip. Seahawks scooting back into the postseason. Pete Carroll. You're a great coach. You're so fun. I think they got better. I don't understand why they continue to be under the radar. Great running back, great wide receivers. Jackson Smith and Jigba is talented. He's hurt right now, but 18 weeks. They can do this. They can make it in. I'm sorry you won't be able to host one, but. All right, Jamie, let's do the thing. No Cowboys, no Saints, no Giants, no no Bears, no Bears. 
I well, love the North. Mm -hmm. I love the West. Mm -hmm. But I already have two teams in from the West. What do you got? No! Jamie has the commanders in the postseason. there is a reason why. I had this pick already, but we learned something about the quarterback of the commanders earlier today on this show. Please, Jahan Dotson, tell me why you're yeah. making it in the postseason again. Man, I'm 100% on the Sam Howell bandwagon. Man, a silent killer. Uh, that's what I call and then scrap him. Yes. There he is. John, a silent AFC. killer. Let's go. I don't care that he doesn't eat chicken. I don't care that he doesn't eat steak. Sam Howell, you are a silent killer. Commanders, you are in the NFC That's wild awesome. card right, in no the Cowboys, playoffs. No How about that? No Cowboys, no mix, Jamie. I no like Cowboys, it. no Giants. All right. I start again. It's just like. So there we go. So the first national reporter to pick the commanders in the postseason. Everyone's going to be doing their picks this week. Jamie Erdahl of NFL Network. You know what? She's welcome on my show anytime. Zach, I'm sure you have her information. Let's get Jamie Erdahl on the program. How about that? Yeah, I was watching that show. It's a great show. It is. I mean, if you're not working <laughs> that day. <laughs> but um, McCourty uh, picked your boy, uh, the the new cornerback, the rookie. for Oh, Emmanuel Forbes? Rookie of the year. Really? Yeah. So that whole show is just all in on the they commanders. Like they like him. Did they have Ron Rivera on the show or something? No. Is there something going on behind the scenes? No, Why did they love... The Washington. short white guy likes Carolina for some reason. Oh, Kyle, Kyle yeah, Brandt. Kyle, Kyle yeah. likes the Panthers. He's got, that guy's got moxie. Yeah, he does. I mean, God, that guy, there's a reason he's on TV. He gets everyone fired up. Um, so how about that? The commanders into the postseason, according to Jamie Erdahl. If, if the commanders are in the postseason, it's because the entire country knows Sam Howell as slinging Sammy. And he's throwing for 300 yards per game. Because you know this defense is going to be good. If the offense can hold its own, the Commanders will win eight or nine games, maybe ten. My ceiling's 11. And get into the postseason. If you want to chime in, phone lines are open. 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. So we talk about the additions to the roster this season, right? Obviously, Emmanuel Forbes. We just mentioned there, they picked him to be Rookie of the Year, the cornerback out of Mississippi State. You have Quan Martin on the offensive side of the ball. You have Cole Turner because he was injured last year. I'll give you guys my prediction for the commander who will be most improved who was on the roster last season. That's coming up next on the Commander's Corner. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. You're listening to AWOD on the fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. We've got cash being handed out all around the office. I have to bring this up here. Uh, so we're doing an Odyssey NFL Survivor Pool. I know the Junkies are doing one. They each put in $250, Zach. They're doing the big one, the Circa one, where you win. You probably win like twenty grand or something. We're doing a smaller pool here at Odyssey, just five dollars. Uh, but Cat just joined. Rebecca, Rebecca's in uh, from Wicker and Wild. We've got everyone from around the station joining in. It's going to be a ton of fun. A lot of salespeople excited. A lot of salespeople are excited. Thank you, Carrie, for the email, or else everybody would have ignored it. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? So they're taking it seriously now. So we're going to do an NFL Survivor Pool inside of Odyssey, and the talk has been inside the office. Should everyone take the Commanders week one? Because what other point in the season are you going to have the confidence to take the Commanders to win a game? Right? That's the most fun about the Survivor Pool is, you know, I sports gamble. I use FanDuel. Sign up today with promo code AWOD. 
But when you start talking spreads and over-under and trends and stuff like that, it gets a little confusing, especially for the people that aren't diehard football fans. But when you just have to pick who's going to win the game, it makes it simple. You know, I don't care if it's a fourth-quarter comeback, a game-winning field goal, or a blowout. You just have to pick who's going to win every single week, and it uh, makes it a lot of fun. We can... Have some audience participation if you want to chime in and let me know who you think is a lock to win this weekend. It's 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. But I wanted to tell you who I believe will be the most improved commander who was on the roster last season. Let's do a little commander's corner on the fan. So ESPN's Bill Barnwell put out an interesting article a few months ago. And I brought it up again this morning to reread it because he went through all 32 teams in the NFL, each franchise, each franchise, and ranked them on the basis of most improve. His definition was, what did a team do during their offseason to increase its chances of winning a Super Bowl, winning the Lombarding Trophy? He said in the short term and the long term, given the roster and resources it had to work with at the end of the 2022 season. So he ranked all 32 teams. Well, you know who ended up being number one for most improved franchise? The Washington Commanders, number one out of 32. But his response or his reasoning in a nutshell was simply team owner Dan Snyder agreed to sell the franchise. And while I agree, that's going to lead to improvement on the field and off the field. People are excited. They're energized to go back to FedEx field. It's not really going to lead to wins on the field. What's going to lead to wins on the field well, the guys that were on the roster last season are going to have to be improved. I'm talking about Benjamin St. Juice, the cornerback on the outside, who replaced William Jackson III and had a, a really solid season. He went into the offseason believing he would be cornerback one on the outside. He had LASIK surgery. He practiced working on the outside against top receivers. Jack Del Rio put him back to the inside as soon as training camp begun. I do not agree with Jack Del Rio's decision to play Benjamin St. Juice on the inside. They love Kendall Fuller still, but he needs to be improved this season. How about Sam Howell? You know, he had a touchdown pass against the Cowboys, but he was 11 for 19 with an interception and not a great game. If the Commanders are going to win 10 games, make it in the postseason, Sam Howell needs to be much improved. The entire offensive line needs to be improved. I'm going to call out Charles Leno in particular because he's the reason we lost to the New York Giants when Kayvon Thibodeau took him to preschool every single day or every single snap in that game. Number eight, John Bates, right? I mean, your tight end has to get better from last season. He was just a blocking tight end. We need him to catch a few balls. He didn't do that in preseason. Derek Forrest really came onto the scene last year as the starting safety. If he can be improved, and all of a sudden you're looking at a solid secondary. Montez Sweat had 28, 28 quarterbacks hit last year and about five sacks. How about you turn the 28 hits into double-digit sacks? That'd be an improvement this season. I'm looking at Jamin Davis. If you can stay on the field, stay healthy, make some impact plays. Jamin, Jamin Davis is going to be relied on to cover tight ends, to cover running backs in the flat. And I'll be honest with you, I've been playing the new Madden and using the Commanders, and Jamin Davis is not good at covering the flat in Madden. All right, so hopefully he's better when the regular season begins. Uh, Jahan Dotson, as good as he was last year. It's going to be all eyes on him week one with Terry McLaurin not being at 100%. Can he be improved? Can Antonio Gibson be improved now that he's in the Eric Bieniemy system where he's able to get running backs the ball 
in open space and let him use their speed to their advantage. Brian Robinson Jr. Uh, the sheer fact that he was uh, not dealing with a a gunshot wound right now should make him improve this season. But the number one improved commander who was on the roster last season, it's a guy that I actually named as my preseason MVP. I'm talking about tight end Cole Turner out of Nevada. The man caught the ball in space. He caught the ball in traffic. He caught the ball every time they threw it to him, right? Four targets in two preseason games. Four catches. You love that from your tight end. What is the most crucial piece for a young quarterback? He's got to have a tight end to throw to in the middle of the field. That's how you convert these third and shorts. Get the ball to your tight end. And so Cole Turner was my preseason MVP. We don't know the status of Logan Thomas for week one. We know Cole Turner's going to be ready. He was a red zone threat at Nevada in college. I think he leads the commanders in touchdown grabs this season. I believe he gets in the end zone twice against the Arizona Cardinals this Sunday. My most improved commander who was on the roster last season is Cole Turner. If you want to chime in, phone lines are open. 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. The other thing I wanted to get into here on the commander's corner is the upgrades to FedEx Field that was announced over the weekend. And it's, it's just awesome because I kept saying, I'm going to love Josh Harris if he enhances the fan experience. And what has he done in a short amount of time being the owner? He's enhanced the hell out of the fan experience. You talk about the upgrades that he made for training camp. He had 10,000 people there fired up to go to Ashburn. Who the hell wants to go to Ashburn? Commanders fans did. Then he got people fired up to go to the preseason game, and they won against the Ravens. They snapped the preseason streak. Well, now he announced a $40 million investment into upgrades at FedEx Field, and I'm juiced up for the 12 new food vendors. Yes, I, you guys know I used to complain about Johnny Rockets. I'm sorry if Johnny Rockets wants to sponsor this show. I don't endorse products that I don't like. And I don't like their soggy french fries and their overcooked chicken tenders. So if I'm going to go back to FedEx Field, I need that food to hit. I need that food to be banging, all right? And the investments that he's making to upgrade the food vendors is awesome. You heard Matthew Paris mention it. They're going to have an award-winning chef there. They're going to have a new cheesesteak place. They're going to have a Jerry Seafood. They're going to have a crab bomb place. All these things that are kind of local delicacies, oh oh yeah, they're in Maryland and Landover, let's have the crab balls, is what Josh Harris is going for. And I think that's going to be an awesome upgrade. How about the fact that last year beer was $18? The, The NFL ranked the NFL teams for attendance. Commanders were dead last, but they had the most expensive beer? It didn't make any sense. Well, they just announced $6.75 for a Bud Light. How about that? Beer is now affordable at FedEx Field once again. I like that. I'm ready to go to games this year. I won't be going to week one. I already told my friends I'm going to have a watch party. We're going to watch the start of the new era. But that week three game against the Bills, if the Commanders are 2-0, and guarantee I'll be there week three. Lock it in if the Commanders are 2-0. and I'll be at FedEx Field for that game against the Buffalo Bills. If you want to chime in, phone lines are open. 833-804-0910. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. You're listening to AWOD on the fan. Welcome back. What up, what up, what up? It's AWOD. 
here on the new Sports Radio 910, The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Got you covered on both ends of the dial here in Richmond, Virginia, 910 AM, 105.1 FM, and available around the country on the Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app today for free. It's the best app out there for music, play-by-play. You can hear the Commander's Games here at Odyssey Richmond and Sports Talk. It gives you the ability to pause the program, run some errands, rewind, and pick up right where you left off. Joining us right now, as he does Tuesdays at 1.30 to run around local sports in Richmond, Virginia, it's Lane Casadante. What's going on, Lane? Hey, Adam. How are you? Doing pretty good here. So, you know, I love to start uh, the segment by asking you, what is the biggest sports story in your world today? Today? Well, there's two, actually. It was uh, uh, Tony Elliott is speaking right now in Charlottesville ahead of Saturday's home game against James Madison, and there's um, a handful of storylines surrounding that game. Um, It's their first home game of the year. It's the 500th game in Scott Stadium history, but it's the first home game since last fall's shootings on campus uh, ended that season, uh, and they lost the lives of three teammates. So uh, they are going to be honoring the three teammates that they lost with their families on the field before the game. Um, and also there's a question of whether or not their starting quarterback will play. Tony Musket uh, reportedly separated his left non-throwing shoulder after he was sacked against Tennessee, and Tony Elliott just said he is day-to-day. They are working on his range of motion. They're going to try to get him to go for Saturday, but if he cannot, they will have to go with um, their freshman. that uh, Anthony Calandria. Anthony Calandria, yeah. They will have to go with him uh, after he finished the game on uh, on last Saturday. Yeah. Lane, there's so many storylines in this game, so let's go through a few of them. Am I right that the two teams haven't faced each other in 40 years? That's 1983, the last time. Yes, they've faced each other three times, and I believe it was 81, 82, and 83, or 79. Between, you know, uh, like a four- or five-year period, they faced each other three times. Uh, JMU has one win, uh, and UVA has won twice. But, yeah, the last time they played was in 1983. And then the other storyline is UVA's quarterback controversy. Oh, wait, JMU has their own as well because they made a change in the middle of their first game against Bucknell. Yeah, Jordan McLeod came in and uh, finished up through for, I think, 144 yards and two touchdowns. Now, they were going to beat Bucknell anyway, but the offense was uh, a little stagnant. It's interesting. My son is a, a sophomore up at JMU, and his roommate went to the game, and we were asking his roommate, how'd the game go? Because I, I was at the Richmond game all day Saturday. I didn't see anything from JMU. And his roommate said, oh, they didn't look very good. They won <laughs> by 35 points, but they didn't look very good. The offense was sluggish. And head coach Kurt Signetti admitted, and the, the name of the, the quarterback that they started the game is escaping me, but he admitted that the moment might have been too big for him. And, uh, and you don't hear coaches admit that very often. But uh, McLeod is going to start this Saturday against UVA. He has a little more experience, uh, played at Notre Dame. And JMU is a touchdown favorite on the road at UVA this Saturday. Yeah, I mean, that's the that's the biggest storyline that I was going to get to right there, which is the fact that JMU's favored. I, I mean, it's just wild. But I will say, I do feel like if you have been paying attention 
inside the state of Virginia over the last five years, you kind of understand it. I mean, that JMU program has been on fire, and now they, they made the jump to the next level and had a solid season. And the UVA program, it just feels like it's getting worse and worse every year right now. Well, like you said, exactly. If you have not been paying attention, you're going to look at that line and say, wait a minute, they got that backwards. Um, But those of us who have been watching both programs, it's not much of a surprise. Um, UVA's got a lot of questions. It's going to be a really emotional day. Um, And not necessarily the kind of emotion that can translate it. You know, they're going to want to go out and play for their their fallen teammates and their families, and they're going to be motivated. Yeah. But it's a different kind of emotion. Um, they're hoping that the stands are going to be packed. I think there's probably going to be a lot of purple and gold in the stands on Saturday. Harrisonburg is only about an hour and 15 minutes. There are all kinds of JMU fans that you know will be coming from Central Virginia to go watch the game. So it's going to be a very, very odd home opener for UVA, given everything that's surrounding this particular game. It's Lane Casadante with us here on the Hadeen Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. All right, Lane, let's do a little high school football rundown here in Richmond, Virginia. What were your biggest takeaways? My biggest takeaway was that half of our top 10 poll from last week lost. Uh, now, you have games like where Verina lost to the defending state champs in Class 6 and came back in the second half and made that a one-score game. You have losses like Manchester, who went toe-to-toe with Highland Springs and made them look dirty, as head coach Lauren Johnson called it. Um, not dirty in the way that they played, but just coach called it a dirty performance and a dirty game because it wasn't clean. Um, and he didn't, he, you know, they he feels that his Springers, even though they won and they're undefeated so far, they still have a lot to clean up before they get ready for the rest of their season. Uh, and then you have Teams like uh, Mills Godwin is 2-0, and which is a little bit of a surprise to their new head coach. Douglas Freeman is 2-0. and um, Dinwiddie has bounced back from their first loss on the road uh, in Ohio, and they put up at least 50 points on their next two opponents. So it was interesting that half of that poll lost, uh, and I only think one team fell out of the top 10 this week. I think it was Elsie Bird who got shut out by Thomas Dale and Benedictine entered the poll at number eight uh, after a really, really, a really good win for them going down to Western Branch, uh, who knocked Manchester out of the Class 6 playoffs last year, and a resounding victory down in Tidewater for uh, Benedictine and the Cadets. Lane, I always like to go on to Richmond.com. Our buddy Zach Joaquin puts together a good recap, and he lets everybody vote on their high school football player of the week. Who would you give it to it this week? Oh, who were his options? I haven't, he, he tweeted it out. And yep. I did not, George, I didn't George Lovelace, closely. Jack Callahan, Jacob Zoller, uh, Malachi Madden, Zamarian Mason, uh, Carson Smith. I tell you what, um, I think Jack Callahan was, 23 of 25 or 26 he yeah threw for i think 350 yards and six touchdowns yeah yeah and as 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 frank beamer used to tell us all the time that's hard to do against air <laughs> let alone against an opponent so uh even though we called a lot of those names last friday night i would probably have to lean in uh callahan's direction all right, let's move over to the NFL. Season begins on Thursday. Before we get to the Commanders, who do you like in the National Football League this year? Are you in on the Jets and Aaron Rodgers? 
Not yet. Um, <laughs> I know, you know, I, I don't want to bet against Aaron Rodgers because he's done it so many times. He's a three-time MVP, right? Yeah. I think. Um, so I don't want to bet against someone like him. And I think the Jets are going to be a better team. Uh, I'm ju- just not sure. I'm not going to put him in the Super Bowl just yet. And now let's talk a little Washington Commanders. They begin their season Sunday against the Cardinals. And, and I read a line from Sam Fortier of the Washington Post. It doesn't get any easier this season for the Commanders. They have to win week one. And they should because they're playing a team that they may have been favored against anyway, even with Kyler Murray. But Kyler Murray is not going to play. So they're going to get a backup quarterback that has only been in the, in the program, you know, maybe a couple of weeks. So the commanders should absolutely be favored. And yes, if there was ever a must win game in week one, it's this one, not for the potential playoff scenario that it could bring up later on down the season, but just for the fact that, you know, the momentum is rising with this organization, with the new ownership fans are coming back. They're going to want to dip their toe in the water. And if they do it on week one, then you're going to want to give them something to come back and watch more often throughout the season. They, I, I agree. I think they absolutely have to and should win this game on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I even think that they would have been favored with Carson Wentz still as the starting quarterback. But yeah, I, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm not going to go that far. But you, you make a great point. If they win week one, all of a sudden they come back for the Buffalo game. And then they're coming back for the Bears or the Eagles. And all of a sudden there could be a home field advantage. It, they just need to start 1-0. and And that's the most important thing. And you know what? They were 8-8-1 uh, last year, right? Yeah. They could have a worse record this year, but you might feel better about them if you see the right things on the field that you want to see. If you see certain players progress, you can understand if you know injuries pop up again, which they always seem to with this team. But they could actually go 7-10, and 10, but you might feel better about them because of what you see on the field. It's a long season. We're going to see a lot of ebbs and flows especially with this team, they're going to be scrutinized like maybe never before, just in a different way, at least in this area. Um, But I think that overall as an organization, they're finally moving at least in the right direction, however incrementally. And I don't know that we've been able to say that for the last six or seven years. Follow Lane on social media at Lane CTV Sports, the sports director at WTVR. And check them out on Final Score Friday. Lane, thanks so much, man. Adam, thanks for having me. Have a great week. Yep, you're listening to AWOD on the fan. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. We'll be right back. AWOD Radio. Every weekday from noon to 3 on Sports Radio 910 The Fan and 1051 FM. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 1051 FM. We like to, to make this the most interactive radio show possible. You can chime in 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. If you can tweet us throughout the show. If it's a good tweet, we'll read it on the air at 910thefan or at AWOD Radio. That's A-W-A-D-D-R-A-D-I-O. Show going pretty smooth today, Zach. It's probably because I had a chance to sleep for the first time. I mean, I had the greatest vacation ever i've I, this is the first time in probably five years that i had five consecutive days in a row off and i am relaxed i'm refreshed and i'm ready to crank it out for 18 weeks of the national football league well you're welcome adam well 
You know, you are I the greatest take, boss on the planet. I needed to take my days, too. Yeah. And yeah. that's why you got your days. I did. I'm like, sorry, no show. I'm yeah. out. You know what? I made the most of it. <laughs> I, I was also on a, a Ben's drinking weekend. I mean, yeah. basically, Same's, I had no reason, especially like Wednesday night, I had no reason not to hit trivia at um, Three Notch. And uh, we did pretty decent. I, I learned for trivia... Let my bo- my boy Tom cook. He was coming up with answers I never even heard of. Is that right? Have you ever heard of a, of a knot when you go sailing? Yeah, that's right? your that's your speed, right? Right, right, knots right. Per hour I whatever. didn't know what that was, and oh. he, that question had something. How many knots is this? He goes sixty-two knots. The answer was sixty-three. He got it right on the dot. Basically, <laughs> it was unbelievable. To is me. he rich? Does he? Is no, he a boater? no. But he he doesn't even read books. But he knew every book for the category. <laughs> it was unbelievable to me. Was One, he googling? What no, do they do with no. phones? Dude, it's got to be a strict anti-phone policy. No, no. Policy they do it then. on the phone, which I don't really like. Uh. So you put your answers on. Basically, you could cheat. There's no. But it's kind of like uh, you know, just just Scout's try not honor. to cheat. Scouts yeah. honor. Good call. Uh, but I was like looking at my buddy Tommy, and it was like I was watching. Uh, and like, what is that movie where, uh, what's his name? Ben Affleck plays the accountant. A beautiful, uh, not a beautiful no, no, no. The count is it just called the accountant where he's like a genius? Oh yeah. And I was watching my boy Tommy Cook, and so one of the questions was, uh, we don't stop the fire, right? We, uh, we didn't start. The we fire. didn't start the fire. Mm. That was the category. Every question in that category, the answer was a line that he would say in the song. And so they come up with the question. I would watch my friend Tom close his eyes, and it was like he was reading through the lyrics. Yeah. He got every single question right for that category. Had a boy, Tommy Big Brain. It was awesome. So yeah. that was the best part of Wednesday. Thursday had a good night. Uh, Friday took it easy, uh, watched some football. And then Saturday, the boys uh, made our way out to River City Roll. You know, had to represent at River City Roll. They were having a nice uh, outdoor festival there. Uh, we love River City Roll because they hosted Football Fest. So had the pizza, met up with some friends there, had a few drinks, had a great time. And then late Saturday night, we went to bingo. And, Zach, I found the woman of my dreams. I, 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 we walk into bingo. I pointed it out to my friends. I was like, blue shirt, blue jeans, that's mine. Dibs. You called it. I called it. I thought I was going to never talk to her. No shot at never. Yeah. She, like, walked by me and, like, bumped into me, grabbed my arm. And I was like, oh, this is that's my perfect opportunity. Yeah. So I started a conversation. Me, you beast. Right, yeah. You know, oh, thank you for grabbing my arm. Yeah. Now I can feel something in my body. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm talking to her for a second, and it, it's going well. She, like, asked if I, if I want to get a drink with her. I didn't even buy it. She bought her own drink. What? We're hanging out. She's dancing with me. Uh, you know, name, where she's from. I'm I'm obsessed with this girl. Okay. All right. I I go to uh, this is my, I maybe I screwed up because I I walked away. You left your post. I left my post. Her friends were kind of crowding us, and I was like, oh, she, maybe she just wants to be with the girls for a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I went to go hang out with my friend, and the next thing I know, she is. I mean, she's doing the nastiest things to this one guy. I mean, she's uh, both both hands on the floor twerking. You know, what I mean, her butt's six feet in the air. I'm I'm like I'm losing my mind watching this. And so I, I see it. She's just very outgoing. I know man. it's this big guy with his big nose and his yeah. big biceps, his big traps, mm. and he was just bigger than me in every scenario possible. Okay, right. And so I don't know if she went home with him, but she did not go home with me. All right, okay. that was Saturday night. So I'm a little upset. Go out Sunday. Mm. 
we went to Helen's. Sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, if you're, if you're going to play that sound every time I don't score, you're going to hear that a lot this season. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> um, yeah, I know, right? I'm like the Owens 16 Lions offense. Um, Sunday, I go to Helen's. Have you been to Helen's? I it is not. a It's a sick vibe. It's like, it's like if you ask someone, hey, what is Richmond like? I would say go to Helen's. Everyone's tatted up. It's hipster. Uh, cheap drinks. Uh, there's a great outdoor spot where everyone's smoking cigarettes. Even if you don't smoke, you're out there because it's a great vi- environment. Is it in the it's in uh, no, it's in the fan. In the fan. Yeah, it's okay. right next to Three Monkeys. Okay, I'm sure you've walked by there. Helen's, you can always know it's popping if you walk by and there's like a crowd outside. So we had a great time at Helen's. Talked to a few people. Then we went to District Five, which is like. I feel like you go to District 5 if you're just, like, so desperate to meet someone. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, District 5, I know a bartender that works there. She confirmed that they are the number one bar in Richmond for bathroom sex. Number one in Richmond. Now, that deserves a ding. That that, that deserves a ding. That's great. Number one in Richmond. We had a place like that out in uh, Wrightsville Beach. Um, It was called Red Dogs. Yeah. Everybody called it Red Bumps. (laughs) Red Bumps, right. So this was D5. All right, you know, All right, and D-bumps. Uh, yeah, D-bumps. So I'm there with a couple of my friends. We get some <laughs> drinks and this girl is dancing and she turns to me and she smiles. And so I give her a wave. All right. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, that this doesn't happen to me where someone turns and smiles. And my friend had just told me, he said, if you make eye contact with a girl and you don't talk to her, then you're a loser and you don't deserve to get any girls. Okay. So I was like, you know what? I'm drunk. She looked at me. That's my opportunity. So I go talk to this chick. It's going well. All right. You know, name, information. You know, if you get past the first step yeah. of name, where you from? You're getting digits. And, you, and yeah, exactly. Right. She's pulling up her Instagram, trying to show me that she went to Puerto laughing. Rico with her They're friends. Laughing. Yeah. They're smiling. Everything's going well. Yeah. She goes to the bathroom. I'm like, all right, go meet with the boys again, yep. get another drink. So the guy from Saturday that stole my woman, big nose, big arms, big biceps, big, biceps, big hair. Mm hmm. He shows up out of nowhere. He's talking to the exact same girl I was just talking to. He stole my lady two nights in a row. We, we found the villain of AWOD radio. We found anti-AWOD. He's Z-WOD. He is Z-WOD, yeah. I, I, how is that even possible? Like Z-WOD. One night I went out in Scott's Edition. The next night I go out in the fan, 12 blocks away. The same guy is blocking AWOD? The is, same exact guy. We have now ident- I have not, but you have identified your nemesis. Yeah, I went 0 for 2. That guy scored twice over the weekend. Maybe he didn't though. Maybe you never know. Maybe he stole I, uh, some other girl. I don't know. They dude. weren't smiling at me the way they were smiling at him. And it's yeah. so annoying because you know, like I want to say this guy's a little punk and I could beat him up and I'm better looking little. at him. Doesn't but sound exactly. I just yeah. think he was I just think he was the better version of me that night. Ugh. You know, his hair is probably combed better. Well, look, he was definitely wearing a better shirt than me. You know, you can't compare yourself to Zed Wad. Yeah, I know. You just have to compare yourself to AWOD yesterday. But, like, what are the chances of that? Do I need to, like, look for him now anytime I go to a bar? Before I speak I to would, him, I got to make sure Z-Wad's not in the building? I would be leery. I would make sure. I would scan. And if he's in there, if you want to go for a hat trick, go for a hat trick. If he's in there, maybe just be like, fellas. Let's peace out. Yeah, yeah, right. This, this is just not my spot. Right, and then he's going to just follow me around. I hope know? not. I, that would be terrible. Yeah, I mean, it's just so random, too. It's like as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, well, that girl's not, she's not into me anymore. 
I mean, just such bad luck. Sorry, buddy. Such such bad luck. I have the worst luck. I just do. At least I, I always say. At least I put myself out there. Yes. You know, so many weekends. I, you know, I, I spend it just getting drunk with the boys. You come home and you know you watch Entourage. You know. Yeah. This time I was out till three a.m. Like three days in a row. I was trying. I was swinging for maybe, the fences. Maybe a little too much sauce. Maybe could it be? Maybe too much sauce. I told my friends. I say I lead the league in uh, striking out looking, where I just go up. And I don't even swing at the plate. I just stand there and I'm like, you know what? That thing's 90 miles an hour. It's coming right at me. I'm not going to swing. Yeah. And I strike out. This time I at least, I, sh- I struck out swinging this time. Okay. There might have been a couple foul, foul contacts here and there, you know? Good. Foul tips. Yeah. You're up there taking some cuts. Taking some cuts. a boy. Yeah. And the squirrels are back in town. You They're going to be up. taking cuts at the diamond this week. Hey, you find somebody, make connections. Be like, hey, I got squirrels tickets. Yeah. yeah. I got a good spot. I know. I, I Honestly, there was then a if po- the, it's dead is there. At the Squirrels game? I know. Then I'm done. Now you really have a nemesis. There was a point Saturday night where I, where I was talking to this the you know blue shirt, blue jeans, where I, I was convinced that she was my future wife. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. And then she went home with Z-Wad, you know. Mm. 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 Not well, going to win them all. Still you know? a great vacay, though. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I feel great. You went out every night. Yeah. And then you know what? Monday, pool chilling all day. I shades did not, on. I, shades on. Tan on, you know, eczema crawling all over my skin. Okay. All right. They have stuff for that, right? Or no? It doesn't go away. Oh, it doesn't? (laughs) At least not my case of of skin cancer. It's bad. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. Talk some college football next on The Fan.